Hello and welcome to the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine podcast. I'm speaking today with Professor Anthony Scott. Professor Scott and the PCVIS team have been working in Kenya to evaluate the impact and cost-effectiveness of a vaccine against pneumococcal disease and pneumonia. Welcome, Professor Scott, and thank you so much for joining us from Kenya. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm a professor of vaccine epidemiology at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, and I'm a Wellcome Trust Research Fellow in the Kemri Wellcome Trust Research Programme in Kenya. What is this project about, and what does PCVIS mean? PCVIS stands for Pneumococcal Conjugate Vaccine Impact Study. It's a study to examine the impact of introducing the pneumococcal conjugate vaccine program in Kenya, and it's there to provide evidence uh, on the health gains of the vaccine to help the government of Kenya to decide whether or not to continue to fund the vaccine as as they take over responsibility for paying for the vaccine program, which is currently supported by Gavi. Gavi is a, an international organization that handles donor funds to purchase vaccines and, and then provide them to low and, and, and middle income countries in a co-payment arrangement so that it makes it affordable for countries to buy them. What will happen once they transition away from Gavi? Gavi has a very clear timeline for transition. What Gavi says is that they support the, the major part of the cost of vaccines for countries that are in the low and middle income bracket. But as soon as the country passes a a wealth threshold, a wealth threshold is, is in terms of its uh, gross national income. Once that threshold is passed, then the countries have to start paying more and more of the cost of the vaccine so that over five years, that cost ramps up to the point where they're paying 100%. So in Kenya's case, we anticipate that the country will cross that threshold in 2022 and over the subsequent five years, we'll start paying uh, 20% more each year, approximately, so that in 2027, they pay for the whole cost of the vaccine. And obviously, that's an expense that they currently don't incur. And we have been trying to provide them with the health benefits evidence that will allow them to make that decision. So what evidence have you found? Pneumococcal disease, which is the, the disease that's targeted by the vaccine, can cause um, an invasive form of disease, so sepsis, or pneumonia with sepsis or meningitis. This kind of disease has a very high mortality. Approximately a third of children who develop this type of disease will die. And when we've monitored that over a period of 18 years, we found that in the post-vaccine years, the pneumococcal disease caused by the serotypes targeted by the vaccine has reduced by 92%. And all invasive pneumococcal disease has reduced by 68%. So that's a very significant benefit for very severe disease. What is a serotype? Streptococcus pneumoniae is a bacterium. And on the outside of the bacterium, it creates a sugar coating, like a sort of smarty. And each of the smarties has a different color. And the colors are the serotypes. And what's, what's relevant about serotypes, they're slightly different structures of sugars. But the key thing is that that's what we see in our immune system. So when pneumococcus comes into our nose or into our body, we make antibodies against the specific coating, the sugar coating on the outside. Now, the vaccine will cover 10 or 13 of those serotypes, and they happen to be the ones that are causing most disease in the world today. Half of severe x-ray probe pneumonias have disappeared. A quarter of all pneumonias have disappeared or been reduced. 
and that won't be having an impact that's felt across all areas that are currently using the vaccine to prevent pneumonia. And then the last thing we did was to try and calculate the economic benefits to the country of using the vaccine, or the balance of benefits and costs. And in this calculation, we estimated that the currency that we use for, for trying to, to advise governments is, is the cost of purchasing one DALI, a disability adjusted life year. So buying a healthy year of life. And using the data from our trial and extrapolating that across Kenya, we estimate that you can purchase one healthy year of life for $153, which in health economic terms is very, very good value. This means that Kenya is in a very influential position because they are privileged to have good local data to make a rational and informed decision. And they will be observed by other countries. And because they're at the front of the wave of countries transitioning out of Gavi, their, their ability to influence other countries and that responsibility that goes with it is quite considerable. I understand that this might still be a difficult decision for Kenya, bearing in mind the limitations on the health budget. Are there any new developments that might make the vaccine more affordable? Yes. So, although our paper and the question we've been discussing has posed this as, as a, a dichotomous, as an all or nothing, either you keep the vaccine or you don't use the vaccine, there are some compromises that are being explored. I mean, the first one, which is very optimistic, is another manufacturer has produced a vaccine, a licensing vaccine, which will probably come in at about two thirds of the cost. And that will help. Another opportunity to reduce costs that is being explored in clinical trials is to change the schedule, to use fewer doses. So instead of using three doses, to use two, but to time the doses to maximum effect. And a third possibility explored by the scientific community, in fact, a trial we're doing here in Kilifi, is to look and see whether a fraction of the dose would work as well as the full dose. It may be that using a smaller dose may be just as effective or possibly even more effective. We don't know, and we're, we're trying that out now. But obviously, that would reduce the cost purchasing vaccine because you'd be able to share a vial of vaccine with two or four children. Professor Anthony Scott, thank you very much for speaking with us. To find out more about the study, visit pcvis.org or follow us on social media at AliceHTN. Goodbye.